This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Welcome to I Will Watch Anything Once. I'm your host, Mark David Christensen. My apologies for no intro in the last episode. As I was putting that together, I was trying to get around my head what to talk about um, in introducing the Prince episode, and I couldn't really find myself gravitating anything important to say, especially since Prince, although influential in a larger scale in the world of music and, and many things, such as cinema with Purple Rain, he had no direct influence to to me, so I kind of just kind of waited way too long before uh, I just needed to get the episode out. So I do apologize for no intro. However, I do want to point out that I, I think it's very profound when someone such as Prince or earlier this year as well as like David Bowie, when we lose a great like that, I think it is a huge ripple throughout the world, which we all know. You've, we all can feel it, and it's extraordinary when that when there's one individual that can really affect us all and change everything as we go. Uh, there's several people like that that are in the world of movies that I can think of that have passed. Or, man, you think about who is next coming up at, of age uh, that could go um, and would change the world of cinema forever. Um Tom Hanks is one that first comes to mind. I feel like he's somebody that when he goes, it's going to be a the world will change for cinema. There'll be it will be a changing of era as well as when Jack Nicholson and especially Meryl Streep. That's going to be a big change in the world. Like, do we attempt to fill those people's shoes or do we just move on and find what's new and special about the next people? I, I hope the latter, because I don't think we should be filling anybody's shoes. We should just be pushing forward and finding out what's new. Um, and what is great about what we're creating or who's who's creating and what the work of the present people. And that kind of um, has me thinking more about like what makes a movie sustain over time? What makes a movie age well? Um, I don't know if I have a definitive answer. There's definitely people out there that have. There's probably books written about this or lectures in colleges for film school right now happening about what makes a movie last. And they probably have formulas or structures, which I do think structure is very important, but it's what I think how we fill in the structure. And as I was preparing for this episode, I was just watching E.T. along as I was prepping this episode just to give it another look. Um, I have very vague memories of this movie simply because um, it's a movie I grew up with in the household but and watched it, but I wasn't... I, I believe I wasn't born when it came out, and I believe 82. So it, I don't, it's not a movie I grew up personally with um, directly. Uh, but I wanted to see it again and see if, like, my, what are my, what does my older grown up self feel about it? And what I'm finding, and the only thing I can define of what, through watching ET and other older films, what makes them last is really was the emotional reaction they went for still occurring years later. I don't know how to better define that, but 
I think E.T. is a film that stands out because it still resonates. And I don't think it's dependent on the, the time period. I don't think it's dependent on the techniques that we're using at that time. Because there are moments in this movie, I think there's techniques and film shots that are might, even if someone used what Spielberg did in E.T. today, they'd probably criticize it. They'd probably say it was a little um, old or felt maybe not paced fast enough or, or so forth. So many different things they could say. But what cannot be um, argued against is that this movie um, still resonates emotionally. It still has an emotional reaction um, from the audience years later. Um, and that, I think, is quite amazing. I think that's what I think makes a classic film is that um, the movies that fall between the lines, I think, are those. They're the ones that maybe they Maybe they're a little flashy along the way. Maybe they did use some new techniques, which, you know, they have their their own, equal, own qualities for them at the time, but they just won't last as longer because they don't get the same consistent emotional reaction from a viewer, um, which I think is what makes great movies special over the others. Um, I This episode is a very long one, so I'm going to sort of just quickly wrap up. I have more thoughts about this, which I'll probably touch on in the next episode um, a little bit more, but this is a very long episode because we dive deep into the film for this episode. Very in-depth and just the great, not positive, but an emotional reaction occurs from me and my guests to this movie that we're about to discuss but not in the way that the filmmakers, I believe, wanted us to react. And I think that essentially also makes a bad movie, is if you create something that you intend for one reaction to occur and another one occurs, I don't, I can't call that a success or a, a successful film. But, you know, that's what makes us, that's what gives us bad movies that we love to watch. So enough about this. Let me get to this episode with my great guests, Anthony Gio and Joe Kozala. All right. We're, I'm here with Anthony Gio and Joe Kozala, and we just watched Mac and Me. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. I've I seen this movie so many times, yeah. and every time I leave it, uh, bewildered, feeling befuddled. So, yes. Yeah, like enraged, like happy in a weird way. In a weird it's way, like happy. Jo- it's a joyful. Great. It's a, yeah. Uh, before we jump into really like breaking apart this movie, first off, um, I want to know why, why did you two think I should see this movie? Oh, wait, first give us a synopsis before we get into that. Give us a brief, Mm -hmm. just, you guys have seen it before. I have not. So so give a quick, a quick synopsis first. Uh, uh, Blatant E.T. ripoff about a boy uh, in a wheelchair who moves to California with his family and comes upon a mysterious alien creature, otherwise known uh, by its acronym MAC. Uh, and then they like it's a very poorly structured movie, so to try to synopsize. Uh, and then they just have some adventures. You know, the government wants the alien, and, and they try to protect him, and, and uh, McDonald's plays a heavy role. And Coca-Cola as well. Coca-Cola, yeah. It's a heavily... Uh, product-sponsored yes. story of a boy and uh, an alien that I guess is his friend. Yeah, the 
Yeah, I mean, that's a good summary of it. I think the only thing I would just really emphasize is how transparently sponsored this movie is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it took the Reese's Pieces part of E.T. and thought that was the key to success. Right. It just really yeah. went, for, went for that. It definitely did. Oh, <laughs> like, we'll yeah. definitely get to that. Can, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, before we get um, to that, uh, why did why? you guys want yeah. me to see this movie? It's. I think it's a fun movie to share with people. I think it is so... There's such an immediate camaraderie in how inexplicable it is like there's such a you're because i've seen so many bad movies but this bad movie has some so much bravado at the mm-hmm. gate of like it thinks it's gonna be the next et mm-hmm. and it's true dog shit yeah and there's always something to talk about on screen mm-hmm. that's like another thing is like there's no like some bad movies are boring and, like, the, there's just, like, long stretches in between moments where it's just, like, yeah, this movie's boring. Mm-hmm. But with Mac and Me, it's, like, every frame you can be talking about, like, because the puppet they use for Mac is just... Disgusting. Disgusting. And then there's, there's like, a handful of scenes that I think are, to its credit, super memorable. Like, usually because they're insane. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the McDonald's scene, the wheelchair scene, the ending scene... Uh, the mine shaft. The mine shaft. The yeah, just so many moments where you just you scream, and I think for that reason it's fun to share with people. And that's we used to, when we were in college we used to do that mm-hmm. a lot. We would like be we like, love hey, do introducing wanna, people. Do you want to see this crazy movie? And then we would we would watch it with that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a memorable movie. Like <laughs> I don't think it's you can erase this it, yeah. from my mind immediately. Uh, and all. it's so uh, it's like I think like Joe was saying, like even when you're done watching it, like, it's such a conversation piece. So now like you'll you'll definitely run into people who have seen it, and mm-hmm. it's such a you have plenty to talk it's about. It's such a platform, like it immediately bonds you. Yeah, I think you're totally right about that. Um, going back, so you guys, when were you? Because this one seems like one. It's two of you, mm-hmm. and uh, and you um, went. You said college and stuff. Yeah. So when did you guys get introduced to this movie? How did you okay. happen so, to across Mac? Uh, Two thousand six, seven. Yeah, I well, I had kind of known about it because when Paul Rudd is on Conan. He will always throw – and this he's been doing this since probably the, the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Whenever Paul Rudd's on Conan, he'll bring a clip from his movie with him and then he'll throw to it. But then it's always the wheelchair scene from Mac and Me. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really funny. That's definitely, Like every time? Yes, yeah. he's, he's, like, he's been doing it for maybe 15 years. He, like, yeah, and he'll, he'll set up the red herring very Yeah, well. like it's role models. He'll be like, oh, this is a scene uh, with me and Jane Lynch. Uh, it just It's kind of a funny scene and then you, you see some – See somebody pop up at the end. It's really funny. And then you just sort of it, and it's the scene uh, from Mac and Me where Eric uh, in a wheelchair falls off a cliff and <laughs> should die. Uh, and seeing that out of context is it's nuts. Like, it's, it's very enticing too. It's, it's like, oh, I want to see what this. Yeah, movie is you want to know what what movie could possibly hold that scene? Yeah, where the scene is a part of it. And, and we I, we did a little bit of research because yeah. it's also it's on a lot of lists of the bad worst movies of all time. Uh-huh. And we we started to get like kind of giddy reading about this movie that yeah. was had endless product sponsorships and Ronald McDonald makes his movie debut as himself. Uh-huh. And then I think it was uh over Christmas break 2007 uh-huh. uh, I got my hands on a copy and when you say you got your hands on a copy, like, is that like 
Did you have to really go searching for it? My, like, where yeah. did you find so, it? So, my friend uh, Bill DePiro, who lived not super far from me, uh, where I grew up, maybe lived like an hour away. He was able to find a DVD copy at the Giant Eagle, which is the grocery store uh, in that area. And he found it in the video section, and he got... He was like, I found it. Because it was, like, not super easy to find. Like, 2007, it wasn't, like, you know, there was no... There weren't any streaming uh, platforms. And mm-hmm. it, was, it was... And you remember it being harder to find. Yeah. yeah. And, like, to download something like that, it was kind of difficult. Uh, but, yeah, he got a DVD, and then we immediately made a bunch of copies. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I had told you about it. I think I actually gave you a play-by-play yeah. over AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. You, uh, over that Christmas break, you, like... <laughs> I thought about I thought you were in Indianapolis. I was in Pittsburgh, yeah, in our respective uh, hometowns. And I can cons- we considered like dri- each driving halfway three or four hours to halfway watch to watch it like in a, in a hotel. Or something. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. But I just pictured the two of you meeting. Yeah. Like people probably watching from the outside think those two guys are having a, an affair <laughs> with each other. Right, but no, you're really, you're just, going into yeah, a hotel to watch Mac and me. something much more <laughs> seedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you respect you would respect somebody having an affair more than yeah. meeting up to hundred percent. It was like really important to me that I get this movie to you yeah i remember i do remember that because we did use instant messenger at that point and i remember just like uh, joe has this shorthand and like we kind of developed uh uh over time where if we're very excited about something we just like match the the keyboard keyboard and hit enter and i knew before he'd even said he saw mac and me that he had seen mac and me like i just felt it in my (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it it had all led up to that Moment, because we were both so excited about about finally seeing it, and it live and it lives up. It, like great. it's one of the rare things that, that lives up to the expectation. Um, yeah, we watched it on DVD today, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I believe is a copy of, of those original. The original. That's that's what yeah. I was one is because mm-hmm. it was we we ended up having a little a little issue where we had to download it, which I didn't mind. I just mean because it was coming from an original That was the original DVD, DVD that yeah. we had to stream to a television. Exactly. So that's so funny. Hey, you've had it for, for that long mm-hmm. since you guys have seen for, it. Yeah, How many copies years. did you think you made and you sent around? Uh, I've made people a few for sure. Yeah, I think I've made a few as well. So, you know, I'd, I'd say average maybe like five or from that original source, <laughs> yeah. give or that's take. Great. That's great. Have you watched it ever... Um, because I assume a lot of this was either you and your friends watching it in, in college mm-hmm. or sending it and somebody else will tell you I, I finally watched it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched it like in a bit, like any, like a screening? Of I, any got, sort? I got the film society at the University of Notre Dame to play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I believe, I kind of, I feel like I did. Or maybe, I have a weird memory of that. But I feel like you I did, might. Yeah, because you, you did at that the, the, at the Browning. At the so. Browning, I, I believe, or at the very least, I because I showed it to my film professor and she incorporated it into the curriculum a little bit. <laughs> How do you incorporate I, Mac and me into I, do, a I curriculum? think it might have been that and maybe not a screening, <laughs> but I definitely, because I was pitching to her, because the, the film society obviously showed like good movies, and I was like, there is, I think, a value in setting film to look at bad movies for sure, and the culture that surrounds them. Because uh, I think like the room was like brand new at that time, and I was like, we could watch the room, or we could watch, uh, you know, the this ripoff movie. And I think she worked it into the curriculum in terms of like the product sponsorship specifically mm-hmm. 
to be like the you know as movies uh, in the history of movies product sponsorship is something that happened yeah. and it can go overboard in a film like Magami and it does I just offhand like offhand so like let's just see tell me if I'm missing anything okay, very sure. much in your face corporate and there's it's patternized so this is seen more than once right yeah Coca-Cola yes Skittles McDonald's United Moving mm-hmm uh, Wix Furniture. Wix Furniture, Sears, um, as well as, oh, th- I mean, I don't know if this counts, but the Chicago Bears are shown. Yeah. Well, Chicago Bears yeah. Incessantly. Uh-huh. Uh, Volkswagen. Yeah. Uh, all the cars, the main characters drive cars. Chrysler, or uh, Cadillac. Cadillac, for sure. There's a huge Cadillac. I would, I would even say maybe, this is a stretch, the guys that come to check the power. That could have been a um, could have been a make believe or a real company that WDC that point, or something. Oh, I think it's a DWP, which would be Department of Water and Power. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Oh yeah, you're probably right. I'm just trying to make a stretch. I appreciate. But it. Your, <laughs> your radar is that sensitive because at that point you're probably 45 minutes into the movie and you've seen every character hold a Coca-Cola mm-hmm. logo facing the camera. <laughs> like there are shots where the cocaine's in focus and. The yeah, people are not. People are yeah. not as in focus. Yeah, Coca Cola, which they establish as not only a a source of uh, rejuvenation, but is that Coca Cola is reminiscent of the source of food and nourishment on other planets. Right. That it's yeah. similar. That it's it the life a, force yeah. of the Mac. It's, yeah, it's heavily implied when we first see Mac and his family or the mysterious alien creatures. Yeah, let's They're, let's just jump in. We gotta yeah. we okay. gotta break sure. this apart. So, like um, we, we get the history of how we got here now to finally yeah, right, uh, yeah. uh this movie <laughs> starts off which I wanna say if, if you if I knew I wasn't walking into a bad movie, yeah, mm-hmm. but I was I was prepped. I knew Mac and me has been through the circuit. Yeah, I've I've heard about it, never yeah. seen it. That first shot, pretty legit shot. I'm just gonna say the, the that why can be a 1980s family movie that is legitimate and not and it, bad. It yeah. feels like it's yeah. a, uh, like um. Almost like a the miniatures or like the screen painting, like the yeah, like the outer yeah. It is maybe the nicest mm-hmm. thing in the movie because you don't see the family yet. Yeah, you just see like a lance a, a space landscape. As soon as you see the family, you're like, "Fuck, <laughs> oh, horrible, <laughs> just like inexplicable." What? How? Like how they landed on? If there were other options, I can only there assume they were cursed and they couldn't use that. Like there they were so. The one they landed on is so disturbing. You wonder if they had on paper the designs did not look as bad. They had to, right? Something happened. Something, Something happened. Because I feel like if I was to break apart little elements of e, of the Max in this, I'm going to call the Max. Cause yeah, I think that's accurate. Um, I feel like there's an element I've seen on paper that I'm like, oh, that's an alien that I've seen in like a science fiction book or just a, a character yeah. design that I've seen on st- in a Star Wars book, like the art right. of Star Wars or something. They're, yeah, for they're, sure. they're sort of humanoid, but they have like like weird, like maybe toadish bodies. And there's almost like and a I'm creature like, okay. from the Black Lagoon type, yes. almost like yeah. scaly, but in like a more earthy way. To me, it feels like the design in theory would be there if the suits were more malleable but what makes them so 
ugly and unlikable is their faces don't move and their fingers don't move. So I think there's something with the material, like they cheaped out on the material. Therefore you have no compassion for like, cause they can't emote. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. You, there is a version of that, uh, character design that is more relatable and doesn't make you want to scream. Yes, I think so. And, Talking about because we know this is a blatant ET ripoff. Yes, yeah. Big time. Talking about that too is that because there's that lack of emotion mm-hmm. from them and the ability to emote, they weirdly chose the same skin tone as ET. Mm-hmm. ET essentially has the same skin tone, unless I'm wrong. Like it's a brownish yeah, I, kind of sand. He's a ET's, he's a little darker. He's a little darker. Yeah, a darker. But yeah. like if you compare, it feels like they're blatantly taking that tone maybe from him. Yeah. But for these creatures. They look, yeah. they, they look sick. Yeah. They're like this weird tan. And I'm like, you could have just given them even even if they can't emote, give them a little color. Yes, for sure. I could like I'm picturing them even as green creatures. I would have liked them even more. Was it, is E. T. green? E. T. is like a dark green. A dark Darker green. green. He's, like he's dark almost toadish. And then he when he's dying in the river, he's a little pale. He's pale. So his his skin color when he's dying in like in the creek is their default color. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. And yeah. And if you look at the at the poster of Mac and me, they tilt Mac's head and put it at an angle on the moon so that it looks kind of like E.T. Mm-hmm. That you could be – there's no – because if you on a poster saw Mac's face just facing directly forwards, it's awful. There's, they had to truly not only hide the way Mac looks on the posters but then also try to make him look like E.T. And I will say – if you're maybe eight years old or younger, you don't know. And I think mm-hmm. most, yeah, of that, it's, most of this movie is that, like, they just fucking really thought that kids wouldn't know. And mm-hmm. they, or just get kids to be like, alien, like E.T. Yeah, or whatever. Like e. And then the parents like then parents would be like, well, that looks like E.T. Maybe my mm-hmm. kids will like yep. it. That's, yeah. And you know, it's something that's outstandingly funny to Joe and I is that they people did not go <laughs> yeah like it, it's a huge flop you know it, it's uh, and it's a major movie this isn't like because yeah. we've heard of like when we're talking about bad movies and most of these b movies aren't usually like the ones you hear about are epic or like straight to movie i mean straight to dvd or, yeah. or vhs's or, or low television budget, low budget television, yeah this was yeah. produced by a major yeah. studio, yeah. right? Especially with all the sponsorship, they had to be. I think it MGM mm-hmm. Orion, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's unclear truly the level of like involvement of McDonald's, I think. Do you think there was a or do maybe you guys more. know, was there a toy thing involved with in the Ooh, store? That's I don't think so. I think like, it would have come across us. I think I it would have come across us. I will if there was one planned, then like they're buried. Somewhere, you know, they're out with the ET video, with the ET, game, video game. But I, 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 I honestly, that is such a good question because Mattel, you know, I mean, they were at like Playmates were at like the height. Like He Man was such yeah. a like a huge success. Is this, an action is this the line of like how bad something has to be for them not to invest in? Merchandise and merchandising tends to be created before the movie's release, right? Yeah. But I'm wondering if they saw like just how bad it was, and they were like, "This is a lost cause." <laughs> yeah, like we it broke seems- even with the with the production and like the because it's cheap and they got money and like they were just like whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah because watching this up. movie, I made the joke, but I honestly like it feels like a movie that for some reason the way it looks. 
that the director actually got it under budget. Like mm-hmm. they shot mm-hmm. everything under budget, and what they got left was like, God, this is garbage. Mm-hmm. Even though you didn't, we didn't spend too much money. Yeah, this makes no sense. Yeah. Um, but and also like on that note too, maybe I could picture in my head them making a toy full of Mac. And going, that's god awful. We, we can't, can't, we let can't put that in stores. We can't sell it. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing redeemable about this <laughs> character. character. I really don't think they're a Mac. Mm, I don't think they were. I don't think they were McDonald's toys, which is crazy because it's so Cause, prevalently cause in they, there, and that's so what they're many known scenes for. Take place to at, at McDonald's, and one of the characters meal toy seems like they knew. And yeah, and one of the characters is exclusively wears a McDonald's uniform. But they, yeah. it looks like there were some toys. I have not seen this before, and I should try to uh, get my hands on it. It's great. Who is Falcon, Falcon toys? toys? It's like some so real actually offshoot. somebody did make them. Can someone I... did make action figures. Oh wow, Falcon toys! I don't know Falcon. Pretty impressive toy. Unless, <laughs> I mean, pretty impressive. Pretty. Unless uh, my only guess is that's either of those original or somebody made this. This is funny. A fan. Yeah. A fan. Maybe they're like a con kind of purchase. Yeah. That somebody made later. Because I feel like I would have seen this. I don't yeah. know. I was. But, that's the first thing that popped in my head. It's like, how did you not have a cross promotion? But it makes sense. It's a terrible movie. Yeah, especially a McDonald's Happy Meal. So I just see. They. Why would they stop there? You know, they yeah. they have a. What seems to be maybe like a seven to eight minute dance sequence in a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Where Ronald McDonald right. is present and has lines of dialogue. It feels inevitable that they would have commissioned a, a McDonald's Happy Meal toy. Like, yeah. How can they? It's I so, think it has to be buried, like you it said. It must they be just buried. buried it. They're just like, get rid of those. We can't. Mm-hmm. We, we have to, even though we know that people see this, can't. Break the connection. Mm-hmm. We can't publicly have a connection with this movie any longer. Yeah. It's too bad. Wow. So, back so, to the movie. We so back open to the movie. We planet. open on this planet. planet. We, we, it's, yeah. it's highly suggested that it's somewhere near Saturn or Jupiter, uh, potentially a moon. You see a NASA spacecraft landing, picking up soil and rocks. Which, samples. right before, moment that like you guys told me to take note of is... The main creature, which mm-hmm. we find out is the dad Mac, the yes. paternal, yeah, is putting a straw, a straw poking into around with the, the straw. crust of the planet. And this barren planet that has nothing. There's no that vegetation. Even shelter. Yeah, and highly suggested that they're the only four of their species that exist. There is a mother, a father, a daughter, and a baby, <laughs> and you can kind of tell, but they are naked. And they don't have a ton of uh, identifying characteristics, but you can kind of suss out what's going on yes. with each of them. And so the spacecraft lands, uh, starts picking up these samples. At some point, a vacuum-like tube, which I'm not quite sure what they would have been what doing. What the original purpose just was, like, yeah. Like just a vacuum. <laughs> yeah, because it was already up. grabbing stuff that I think they had enough, stuff. but then it's like, no, nah, let's suck up some air. And then... Mac, uh, little Mac, the the star of the movie, along with Eric, the wheelchair bound boy, is sucked up by the vacuum, uh, uh, suge- suggesting oh. that he has no endoskeleton. Yeah, that they were yeah. completely uh, 
Yeah, they could just go into a tiny little tube and not be my only, structurally undamaged. Yeah, my only thought is they just came up like it's what year was this made again? 88. 88. 88. I feel like they just had that technology to do that that they just said that's how we'll do it. I think so. And they just did decide not to make it like we didn't we don't need to explain just people will buy it. You can kind of see throughout the movie that like the storyboards of like what they thought was quote fun mm-hmm. to like manipulate the little puppets with and then they just like shoehorned them into a nonsensical yeah. arc. Because it, it, it to the point where it's conf- it's very confusing as an adult watcher to know what are the rules of these characters? Yeah, it, it's very inconsistent, and it's also a, obviously like this is no surprise a sign of bad writing all over this movie. But the fact that they essentially just have magic, they can touch stuff and heal it, break it, fix it, electric, turn a TV on, uh, make a fly. a remote control car operate however which way they want. Yeah, it, it's just it, – it's such a lazy thing of like, yeah, they can touch things and it, it does whatever. So they seem – we're essentially saying they're immortal. There are – seems to be telekinetic, maybe omnipresent. But let's be honest. That is a straight ripoff of E.T. as well. It's just his finger, yeah, right? Yeah, his finger, yeah. But anyway, exactly. It's the glowing finger, but then they're just like, we'll make it do everything. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it, it seems like in E.T. it's slightly more consolidated. <laughs> yeah. It's a little less slapdash. In E.T., um, is it's never suggested that he gets his powers from drinking Coca-Cola. Right. It is not even – yeah, not even a little bit. highly suggested in this movie that not only did they get their powers from Coca-Cola, but, but they, they needed – to live. Yeah. I also just looked up the uh, apparently the original, the working title for E.T., E.T. and Me. E.T. and Me? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> That's a... That's I love bold. that well, this could, is just getting more and more like they blatantly were just... And what could, year did E.T. come out? 82. 82. And then this came out in 88. 88. 88. Six, so years, six years. Six years, yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to see if it sat on the shelf because that would make sense in terms of like... And then they burned Not it. merchandising. Yeah. And, but even, even that, even if it didn't sit on the shelf, just the fact that they would be like... Hey man, we can make money if we just make it. The ET did great. Yeah. Somebody, somebody walked into a room yes. and pitched this as like we can do ET but better. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. And you have to remember that this was nineteen eighty eight. No one was being coy about and, and to yeah. stick out as so outlandishly in the pocket of these corporations is like it's there's just a bravado to it that's. Mm-hmm. I think kind of like, kind of incomparable. Like I really don't. I've never seen a movie. Yeah, before. I I don't even. I can't look at myself and go, would I ever do that? Go that bold as to rip that much off? It's insane. Because I, I and the fact that you kind of like have to hand it to him. Yeah, you did it. You really just blatantly and you didn't without batting an mm-hmm. eye or slowing your pace. You yeah. just went for it. Yeah, and it's it's, it's situations like this where I always think like. This is a full production with a lot of people working mm-hmm. on the movie. A lot yeah. of people worked people on this movie. People that went to sleep late, got up early. There's probably a guy that sprained his ankle, had to fill out a form. You know, like a guy yeah. almost, a stuntman almost got hit by a car for this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a stuntman in a wheelchair that likely got clipped by a car. <laughs> this was uh, a, this was at least a year of Stuart Raffles' life. 
at least. Is that uh, the Will director? Writer, director. Oh, the director. Writer, director. Did yeah. he go on to do anything beyond this? Tammy and the T Rex. So <laughs> we we get anyway. The NASA spacecraft yeah. returns to yeah. Doesn't look like NASA at all. It's like a highly mm-hmm. uh, guarded military base. Yeah. So, for so some yeah. reason, for what was a routine collection of soil on a moon, mm-hmm. uh, some sort of moon or planet. Uh, there's a lot of military personnel. Yeah, so this I want to talk uh, going into this. Okay. Because playing there's tons of bad movies. But this movie kind of like hits on the note of like what really makes what a, a bad movie bad is that somebody behind the helm is trying to do something. Yeah, like this guy is effort. trying so hard to make a good movie and it's almost the misdirection of pulling from several things that I probably you probably have seen as being good mm-hmm. and just like Jamming it into yeah, one because, sure. and, I, and why I bring that up is like going into this first scene with the NASA and and like this, what you said is root just looks like a routine just yeah. picking up soil. We'll get it back. Um, who knows the time span by the way that that had to come back? Yeah, right. <laughs> Here's, I, they, yeah. If they yeah that that brings up a great question <laughs> of like what was there Coca Cola on that little like rover like on that little ship like if they could if they were dying on Earth how did they. Yeah, there's live. what's the time? Let's never think about it's, this again. It's gonna break our brains if we think about everything. But the scene that they shot leading up to the reveal of them in that machine mm-hmm. is played out like we said it's while like watching thriller. it, like a thriller, like something yeah. in an Andromeda strain or right. even like an alien or like species, something that's building up to a, the reveal that like a monster is gonna come out. Yeah, there, and you're there like, are, this is not well placed in this movie. It's totally, <laughs> totally different. Because the there's so many movie. workers at the at the place where like I don't know, it's inconsistent. I've run the tests and I've, I ran the manual tests. A lot, a lot of panic. It's, it's the. I mean, I just yeah. don't know what it is. I can't. I can't tell what, what the problem is. There's panic and a lot of shots of scientists looking at each other and not speaking, but giving this knowing look of like. We fucked with science too long. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and like that's not what the movie. This is not what this movie. Yeah. This is supposed to be a playful movie. Even yeah. ET doesn't really have that at first, right? Well, at first, no, because the first there's time a mystery see, of like there's something out there. ET's but, yeah. ship lands, and then yeah, and he's in the shed. It doesn't start with the government. Yeah, yeah. Right. but this is like building up to be something scary. Then you're like, what's these goofy, disgusting? Yeah, and they pop out, and they look so weird. And it's yeah, uh, and then yeah. we we get some of the we the initial inconsistencies with Max size. Yeah, this is the first sign of it. Like, because when he pops out of the spacecraft, he looks very tiny, like almost like a hand puppet, itty bitty. Yeah, and then a when, few inches tall almost. Then, then whenever you see him moving. Uh, whenever they need him to move quickly, they use the stunt work of a little person. They use the stunt work of a little person and just throw him from his wa- that little person from their waist down. And then I guess maybe uh, sometimes it's a child as well. Like throughout yeah. the movie, sometimes, sometimes like it he, seems like a, a young kid. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's very weird. It's so he, he goes from being like maybe four feet tall to like uh, a foot. Like yeah, and they're in perspective changes all the time. Just like you can tell they're just like adjusting it for whatever the shot they're at, right. rather than keeping mm-hmm. in mind how big he right. is. Because right. there's like a moment in the house where he's drinking a coke, and he's next to something that clearly is waist high of somebody, mm-hmm. and now he's taller than that. And you're yeah. like, I don't know what you're. I honestly sometimes think about the production of this movie and think like the puppet that they used for Mac was probably like just thrown around <laughs> and like thrown in the back of a pickup yeah. truck, and then they had. 
people with like soft gloves on carrying Coca-Cola into the shots. Steady stream. Don't don't dent any of the cans. And yeah, so Mac like escapes. Uh, Max separated separated from his family who just kind of casually walk out of the I don't even know well, the lab I don't even know what they call it you don't even thing. know where it is it's just no, the lab yeah weird, it's like, like NASA weird. but apparently it's in California which makes you're yeah. like I'm not really sure of a it's place in California it's combination of like Area 51 and the Burbank Airport <laughs> <laughs> which we all know that's where Area 51 where the right. original Area 51 was right? and that's what I'm saying they got one thing right. yeah, <laughs> thank God. well we get our first instance of uh, our first gag really which is uh, related to Mac the inconsistency of what Mac is where he's hanging on to the fence and the uh, helicopter. Something's blowing him and the, the elasticity of his body yes, is stretching. really stretched out and you hear him go like I, I still couldn't tell if it was, I was so confused that why he was getting stretched out. I was like, yeah. I hear a vacuum sound, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure helicopters don't cause a vacuum effect. And then you see people closer to the helicopter standing. Yeah. yeah. It's really weird. Blown. And then he gets blown through the hole he's made. The opposite direction yeah. he's being sucked. And then he yeah. but it's a chain, But it's a chain link fence. Yeah. yeah. There's no pressure. He splats <laughs> yeah. flat onto someone's windshield. Which is the first and last time we see Mac be completely flat. <laughs> yeah, like a cartoon. Ever... Yeah. He goes pancake mode on this. He goes pancake mode on this. His <laughs> eyes are, are going googly. It's very funny. I just want to point out to anybody that's listening that Joe is like, he took off his, his new I'm glasses, by eyes. the way. I've got uh, we, I'm my eyes because of this movie. It's like hurting oh. Joe's brain. Really, and you've seen this multiple times. Yeah, plenty, I, w- I watch it sometimes on, on my own volition. Like, I choose to watch it. It really is so because it's a combination of like so you're so frustrated but like so delighted like we scream and like jump out of our seats a lot yeah. watching this it is a it's it's in a very abusive relationship yeah yeah <laughs> because I I do choose I choose to watch this and, and but I do get to this point where I get mad I get kind mm-hmm. of mad yeah but you I'm, guys would go through. Being someone that's seen it for the first time and listening to you guys go through this movie again, it was. It was what you're saying, this joy of like, this is yeah. so funny. Wait for this moment. This is going to be an iconic moment. Wait for it. And we're going to have joy with it. Back to like, what the fuck is going on? Like, how like dare you? Su- yeah, how dare you even just fill in? And, it's like, <laughs> and I want to emphasize that, like, that there have been times where I'm thinking – they did their best. Like, they were like, you know what I mean? Like, or like, <laughs> they were like, they were like students or doing, but it, it's so clearly heavily funded by yeah. multinational corporations. That's what makes it. And that's what yeah. makes it insane to me. Like, it's just like, there's no excuse. You have no, you have all the money in the world. Yeah, and these like, aren't you're just kids. making bad choices. These aren't kids trying to give it their first shot and like, they're coming up short. Like, this is the Two of the biggest corporations in the history of this country, mm-hmm. McDonald's and Coca-Cola, are backing this movie. And it's a lot of it is a commercial for that. So there's no sympathy. No. You can't yeah. sympathize with something that is trying to – that is in the pocket of these known evil corporations. Right. It's a, it is. And so that's when you're like, oh, God, I can't give them the benefit. Yeah, you can't. can't. And that's when it, it gets mad. So like you get amped yeah. up, and then you remember, <laughs> and because there's a smugness to that inherently. Yeah, yeah. and and we'll talk more because I think there is a real, 
we'll get to the end yeah. of the movie where it's like it, it's, it's, it's a very smug like yes. it's mm-hmm. so presumptuous yeah. oh man uh, which is wow um, but so, so that takes us to so goes, he gets, gets hit by a car. There's a very gruesome car accident uh, where yeah, a car naturally ramps two other cars, and yeah, it's a huge pileup, implying that someone's dead. And they you try to assume, play it for comedy, which is yeah, odd. But you would assume someone was at least seriously hurt. Seriously hurt, and, and then, that's when you meet the family. You meet our you meet the the boy in the wheelchair, Eric, who's our protagonist, mm-hmm. his older brother, and their mom, played by Tony Award winner Christine Eversole. And they are cross in the middle of a cross country move they're from moving Chicago, from Chicago. To Sacramento. And the reason you know they're moving from Chicago is because if there's <laughs> every piece of clothing or item in the boys' room says Chicago or Cubs or WGN or yeah, there both children at some point are wearing something. Yes, Chicago. <laughs> it just literally says Chicago on a lot Chicago of their Chicago is everywhere. Clothing. So you'll never forget they're from Chicago, which is great because it's it's never like you can tell they then they never were able to purchase true like. Cubs stuff. Yeah, there's it no was logos. just the, using the colors using the colors that you associate yeah. with the Cubs. That it just says Chicago. Right. <laughs> that was one sponsorship they couldn't land. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. I deal. guess Wrigley wasn't in. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> so, so they we catch them in the in the car. There's a little bit of a checkpoint because the there's a commotion. So there's a commotion. The government workers very lazily shine a flashlight into the van where, where Mac has snuck in and the way he was snuck in clearly looks like a, co- a crew uh, worker just, like, just threw the top the in through the window they toss that puppet <laughs> and then in that same scene there's what I'll call the most mint condition can of coke being just glistening yeah and, yeah and so they take that they take the the car and they it's implied they drive through the night we don't know why they're moving but they're moving and they get to their new house and when they get to their new house this is something that like this is one of those writerly things that's just like it's so inexcusable the the, the way the kids enter their house it's as if they've never talked about the move with their mom yeah like, whoa, what is this? And she's, and she's talking to her son in the wheelchair like, oh, it's wide hallways, every window you can see out of, a lot of access. And, and it's like, what do you – how is this just now? Yeah. Because we've never conferred with each other that they're making a move over thousands of miles away and she never showed the house to them. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. It's very weird. Yeah, because especially with the one with a, a wheelchair-enabled – child mm-hmm. you'd have to have that conversation more than any and, he's, and you don't spring any move on a child and yeah and when they get there you have a you have a little bit of a moment of like we're not in chicago anymore we're in california you meet the neighbor debbie and she's uh, in a teepee and a hippie like outfit Covered in but like she has an iguana, a live iguana on her head. On her head, and she's and she they or not iguana, sorry, chameleon. There you go. Yeah, and they're like, "Hi, we're the neighbors," and she's like, "Shh, I'm communing with the earth spirits." That's a big character choice. To be like, this is this is a and like I get it. Like if you really want to show the juxtaposition of where they're from and where they're now living, have some like kind of a. Uh, spiritual 
West Coast California type. Sure, yeah, sure. And you're also setting up in a, in a movie that would work is that she's going to be the one that's more gentle with this right. new alien right. versus yeah. the people that would panic. Oh, wait a second, Dave. They drop that character uh, trait immediately and this immediately. girl is never seen that way ever again. She's, she's just a normal girl. She'll never speak that way again. She never acts that way again. She never <laughs> even alludes to it. And I would say, for the most part, is the least compassionate character towards the aliens. And she's always talking like this. <laughs> what? She, my mom's gonna kill me. You should come to our party. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go and get a Big Mac? It's, it's, it's bizarre. So we we're, we we meet her, uh, and then yeah, we're settling into the house. They're moving in, but there's some things that are amiss. Things are amiss because Max in the mix. And I think this is probably the first time in the movie that the the trend of a character saying something that makes no sense to the viewer, <laughs> to everyone in the movie, characters in the movie, and a character responds with, what? what? And then it's explained... For some reason. For some reason. Like, the first you- one is... Mind-boggling. The first one's mind-boggling. The mom comes in. Uh, Eric getting settled. Eric's settling into his room. She... Uh, she has a sandwich, and she she goes, "Do you want a toe?" No, she goes, no, here's, she's, "Here's your toe." She goes, "Here's your toe." Like, here's your toe. Like, here's your toe. like she's saying here's it as toe. if it's something she like, says all go. the time. Right? It's Very, me, mom, and here's my thing. I say, "Here's your toe," and Eric goes, "What?" And she a goes, "A toe, tuna on a whole wheat," and then they just go and move on. <laughs> Why? And we actually, this is the first time where I have kind of made a, connection. a kind of a, a connection because maybe, and this is such a lazy God, way a to do it, stretch if this is was it. to establish that this is a family that likes acronyms and that's why they came up with Mac, Mysterious Alien Creature, later. Because it's a very similar thing of like, it's the same structure. You hurt the Mac. What? You know, Mysterious Alien Creature. Sure. So I feel like that you, scene was written, and then they went back and earlier in the script. I, I, I can oh, yeah, and I'm, I'm, set I'm, a precedent. Which I'm is like looking you're for pattern. giving them. A, like, do I mean, you think a movie like this too could have had just tons of like notes from these corporations and just they're saying yes to everything? That's possible. Yeah. That's it's, like, a and that's why nice, it gets lost. That's a nice way to uh, give them treat, at least yeah, <laughs> the filmmakers. I would. That is a very kind way to treat the filmmakers. <laughs> I would have to say. You're probably onto something in that it seems like everything was a resounding yes, considering the main characters survive and sustain, sustain themselves on Coca Cola. Yeah, right. Yeah, that feels like why would not you even ever? A note you would get. It's, it's like almost trying to get ahead of the note and grovel. Yeah, I yeah. I, what is going on there? You wonder. You just makes you wonder. Just in general about what life is and why, <laughs> what art means. <laughs> what is art? Like, what doesn't mean anything. Yeah. What is cinema? What is the medium of cinema? Because it, it almost feels it's like owned by. I mean, every it's all owned by like three corporate major. Yeah, corporations a Coca Cola CEO was like, there should be a movie where the characters are aliens who survive on Coca Cola. Someone write this. Mm-hmm. Like that seems like because that. Is a, that's what the movie's about, really. The movie is about aliens who survive on Coca-Cola. More than anything else. 100%. It's not true. a... It's not. There's no friendship between... No. You never see Eric and Mac 
have any type of bonding. You never see Mac acknowledge anyone else. Yeah. Mac has a vacant stare Mm -hmm. the entire movie and kind of just like wiggles and and wobbles around and doesn't seem to really be aware of anything that's going on. Yeah. So there's no connection. With E.T. and Elliot, there's like this, there's a real friendship. There's a real bond. And you see Yeah, he's an outside kid. He's not really a, like you establish in E.T. that he doesn't even fit in with like his brother or his kids, Mm -hmm. right? right? And and the neighbor kids, He's right? Yeah. yeah, and so when he finds ET, it's actually it's 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 something for him. The only things that Eric and Mac do together is like Eric nearly kills him by sucking him into a vacuum cleaner, and Mac nearly kills him. And yeah, by Mac, by luring him out. To Mac a cliff. lures him <laughs> off of a cliff, saves him afterwards. <laughs> And that's about the only time they spend with each other outside of, like, Mac crying and Eric being like, what's wrong? There is no reason to like Mac. Like, for everything you just said, there's absolutely zero. I think I will say Mac from Mac and Me is the least likable, worst character in any movie. And I'm including the Nazis in Schindler's List. Yeah, or, like, I the, would, bad, I, the bad guys in Raiders of the Last Ark. Yeah, the, the alien in Alien... Oh, for sure. It has more it's, character yes. than Mac. Because that's like a cool design. Yeah, you but know, it, the way it moves, it has, yeah. its, it has its own, like, a, 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 a way of getting along yeah. around. Yeah, right. it has character. He's so unlikable. And again, it goes back to, okay, that is something that just exists. But it's how heavily they imply that he is likable. They're constantly saying... He won't hurt you, or about the aliens, the whole alien family. They won't hurt you. They're not going to hurt you. They're kind. I, and there's a moment where the older sister from the neighbors says, uh, "Well, I mean, like we just got to get them on TV. Then everyone under- understand that they're great." It's like, what are you talking about? They're the most hideous, what dumb, unlikable things they've ever seen. If you put them on TV, any rational person would say, would scream, kill it. Yeah, to yeah. their TV. Kill it now for the sake of humanity. Open fire. Open fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so this takes us to where they start to establish Mac and I guess like what his character like Mac character is just like is. cranking. And he's Eric. just destructive. Mac, uh, you see his powers, like he can turn on power tools. And so he drills a hole in the wall, and like it seems like the drill is going straight at Eric's face at one point. Uh, uh, he takes a buzzsaw and he and cuts, cuts a d- hole under the door. Which he- is such lazy, like, weird... It's like it's not even antics. It's not, it's not a, yeah, it's not antics. It's it's like shitty. they were. It's a shitty yeah, thing shitty. To do. And it's like the the writers and the filmmaker the filmmakers are like, you know, it'd be you know, we gotta like have suspense where you think one thing and then we'll it's actually cute him. And it's like these are the wrong ways to go. No, about it was just it. like somebody had a song and they were like, we, we should use the yeah. song. That, <laughs> yeah, we established that song. Remember earlier oh, with God, the kid song in the building. They and have house? things like they that where they're like spicing. It seems like. Ooh, they spiced in some details that'll pay off later. And it's just like the brother is using a what, what kind of song? A buzz song. Uh, yeah, using yeah. Like a buzz saw in the house and then later Mac uses it to, to fuck up their home. But why is that they're setting up on the first day they moved in and he's indoors cutting pieces of wood which why he, in the kitchen. They just moved there. You never why you, you renovating? Like you just moved there was no reason to have him there's do that no, other than they had a weird set, established there's a saw. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you could have done that 
There are a million ways that make sense. Yeah, I don't also, know. I'm Set okay it. with not establishing it. They you don't need saw. it. Right. Sure. Make him, why couldn't you have just had his powers cut that fucking hole? Right. His powers are that so out there. That interesting if he used his weird fingers to, like, melt the door. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting mad again. Mac doesn't have dexterity in his fingers. He can't we bend, never his seen fingers. Him he bend no, his fingers. He has no... fingers. It's implied they're joints. He operates machinery. <laughs> but he, just, he can't bend them. He never bends them. It's just always waving around his fucking three fingers... And again, his eyes are just like, go- they're never focused. And, oh, they're they're so and again, dead. it's dead eyes. I, Six years earlier, they made E.T. We saw it happen. Yeah, it's crazy. I watched E.T. fairly recently and never are, are you like so jarred where <laughs> you don't believe that E.T. could be in like in the, real in the same. It's not jarring. It's a puppet. Yes, but like, but they give it life. It's they give it life that actually feels like it's there existing with these aliens. So, so the, 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 the fucking thing... <laughs> so the, 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 the fucking <laughs> Mac... This, Mac I, love this, this, yeah, right. I love this tower of frustration yeah. Mac just has wrecked climbed. their new house. The mom comes By the way, out, it, I mean, it's supposed to be this so, telepathic possibly thing that they've, they're implying, which makes no fucking yeah, sense. But he wrecks the house by... By designing it as if it's outside. Yeah, he, like, landscapes the inside of it. <laughs> it's weird. And then so Eric keeps kind of seeing it, but then the mom is like, what's going on? He's like, it's the creature. And she's like, I don't know. I feel like no, 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 let's go back. Let's go back. She, yeah, she blames she, it she on blames the wheel. She immediately. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, why would you do this, Why Eric? would you do this? Oh, my God, everything. How could so- your kid in a wheelchair... Get all the shrubbery from outside and put it inside while you slept. Like it's an intricate, like it's an intricate, like it looks. It, it to me, it looks like like the outdoor section and like a dick sporting good. Like, yes, it's like it's heavily outdoor themed and like man, significant manual labor is required lifting for what what happens to their home. Their home is wrecked in a way. That a boy in a wheelchair could not accomplish on his own. No. Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> we're put, now I yeah. feel like we're putting Mac and me on, on trial. What did I say? I said, it's, <laughs> as the credits rolled, I, there, I pointed out a few names and I said, this is criminal what they've done. <laughs> yeah. I think it was the people that designed the puppets. Yeah. Yes. I said they should be incarcerated. They should be. Yeah. yeah. So, so he, Eric gets blamed and there's some more weird goings on like uh, uh, Eric goes into the sh- the shower at one point and sees that Mac uh, his footsteps is like his footsteps are mm-hmm. leading out his wet footsteps are leading outside and he can't figure out one thing is Max's footsteps stay so saturated and wet <laughs> yeah. for so long. And if they did stay that long, why did no one else see them? Why didn't no right. one else see them? And so Mac goes outside, Eric follows him, and then we see Debbie again, and Debbie is no longer hippy-dippy. No, that has been dropped. That has been dropped. We meet Debbie's sister, Courtney, mm-hmm. uh, uh, who is always in a McDonald's uniform. She's She works at McDonald's, and they want you to know immediately. Mm-hmm. She's proud of that. That's what they want to know. She's so she loves her job so much. She wants to be there when she's not a, when right. she's not yeah. there. Right. Uh, <laughs> Debbie has seen Mac. Debbie's seen Mac and says, "You're looking for your friend." Yeah, and he's like, "It's my brother," and she's like, "That's weird." Okay, and then that scene's <laughs> over. It's and then a that terrible scene. Over. And so some 
some time goes on, and then... And then there's some shots of, like, Mac crying because uh, he misses his family. Well, we see the picture. Yeah. The picture of their what we assume is their dad, who's gone yeah. and missing so out we, the movie. We, we get the only <laughs> subtle hint at why they're moving, maybe, which it seems like there's a father figure for the family that no longer is there. Maybe because of a separation, or maybe because of a death. And he kind of just looks at it and rubs the picture. And Max sees it, too. And Mac is reminded of his family. It's very heavy. For, you want to think it's subtle, but it's not subtle. I know. It's not, it, because... He's a he's rubbing the picture. You the reason you're saying it's subtle is because, because it, it never connects, comes back. Yeah, because it, it connects <laughs> it's, to nothing. It's subtle. It's subtle done bad. It's somebody yes, going yes. like. I guess that's what. That's it is. the thing is this movie. Somebody told this writer, whoever, whoever the guy that wrote it, that like you need to show, not tell, and he does yeah, it all. Right. And he does like everything that you should tell me. Yes. He decides to try to show, and then everything that you should be able to show me, he tells you. Multiple times in bad ways. That's why all the toe and the what's and yeah, like yes. the kids making outrageous guesses As about what's going on. What's going on. It's like situation. you're doing everything wrong in the wrong place in yes, the wrong way. 100%. The man in the picture is very distinct. There's no other character that looks like him. <laughs> he has a gray beard. Uh, but yeah. then you see sunglasses. You see a man. Who's clearly not meant to be the father. He's not meant, he's to, meant be the to be a a neighbor walking his dog, and it is one hundred percent that guy. <laughs> it's, a, it's that man. They use the same man from the picture, and yeah. he's walking his dog in the neighborhood, and he walk and they give him a line almost to camera along the lines of like this neighborhood just keeps getting weirder or something yeah. like that and you think and if you've been oh paying attention at all you think oh my god the dad is alive and lives in he's, this neighborhood he's in that neighborhood that's gonna come back that man never shows up again not at all and he's wearing a very predominant Dodgers weird yeah. like sun <laughs> cap yeah like bucket yeah. hat he's like, from LA he's, yeah, he's from he's, California he's, yeah because LA has never been weird. So then, I think it takes us to the biggest. We get set to the piece. The, the, and the scene that Paul Rudd shows on Conan, which is that you know Eric has been kind of he's at its had his wits end. He keeps seeing Mac, hearing Mac, finding evidence of Mac, but nobody believes him, and he's following a noise he hears because the Macs they don't speak but they whistle. They whistle. So you hear like, and he whistles a lot. For no one to notice it. Yeah. And he hears it and he's following it. But he does kind of... You just mentioned earlier when he was getting stripped out in the fence. <laughs> you would think he can talk, but he Yeah, can. no. There's yeah. no capacity to speak. Because he's also a baby. Anyway, the he follows the noise. He follows the whistling to the hill behind their house. So the mother has not only not run by the kids that this house... Is they're moving this house into this house? She's never showed the house to them. She's just said we're moving to Sacramento. Which please let us come back to because the reason they moved to Sacramento is asinine. <laughs> and she oh, well, such, a, such a significant. We could talk about it right now. We'll come back to this. She, she she moves them from Chicago to Sacramento to take a job at Sears, not at Sears corporate, not as some sort of executive. She works on the sales floor at a department store. Yeah. You, don't move, you do not move across miles. the country for that. And you know why she did? Because they wanted to show Sears in the fucking movie. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They have a great... Right. There's a whole set piece that takes place with a chase to Sears. To Sears. 
And so she buys a fucking house that she doesn't tell her kids about where there's a sheer cliff 25 yards out. She says that number. She goes, yeah, it's a nice backyard up to 25 yards. And then, yeah, right. And then take it away, Joe. <laughs> Eric is following the noise of Mac. <laughs> and there's like kind of like a meadowy hill that he's, you know, he can handle this in his wheelchair. So he's kind of following it. And and Debbie sees him. So she's like, what's, you know, it seems a little odd to be going that deep past his backyard. So Debbie's, Debbie's following Eric. And Eric, he gets, he goes a little too far. Uh, he gets a little too ambitious. That, <laughs> The hill just kind of starts to take Eric in his wheelchair. And he's, he's the only way to describe it is Eric is barreling down the hill. His, and his it, hand brakes give out. Yeah. He's, he knows, listen, he's been in a wheelchair his whole life. He knows, put on the brake, snaps. Brake snaps. There's nothing Eric can do. He's barreling down this hill and then falls off the most impossibly high cliff into a body of water and they they get two solid shots of this dummy in a wheelchair just in the air an extreme plummet just dead weight falling yeah. and it is the heads, so funny you looking. would assume too like those shots are what they're so funny is like you would assume even if you're in a wheelchair, you're gonna like put your hands yeah. up you're gonna be like oh try to, yeah. try to brace yourself he would, and also he would come out of that wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Him yes. and the wheelchair sure. are attached They're through attached. that t- that yeah. entire plummet. That dummy's buckled in. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also weird that he did not try to maneuver his wheelchair like to the right to stop it or to yeah, tilt it over before over. the yeah before the cliff. But he falls and describing it, I don't think does it does it justice. Just, just, Look up Mac and Me wheelchair scene. Yeah, you gotta watch it. If it doesn't entice you to watch this movie, I don't know like what will because it, he hits so hard. He really eats it, <laughs> and he's he and then the, there is such a funny shot after he hits the water, like truly superimposed. Mac's stupid testicle head <laughs> pops up into frame, and you see his fucking googly cross eyes. And then he, <laughs> his skin, how, his skin uh, is so disgusting. When he pops up, it's the closest, I think, most high resolution shot of Mac we've yeah. seen. And it, Dave, you kind of described it. It looked like he, he has like the skin of a skin. He has graft. like a butt. It's like skin graft, like burned. Yeah. And it looks like there's like parts of it just like perfectly like have been like, like ripped, a, like a burn victim. Yeah, it looks it's, like a rip off. And it's, it's not uncomfortable okay. to look at. Oh, no. okay. It's not okay. When did Gremlins two come out? Okay. Because he, of this, like the his face looks like the googly-eyed fucking gremlin from Gremlins 2. It looks isn't like that, partially a rip-off of that character. Isn't that, that gremlin is from the first Gremlins, I think. He, the one with the, I mean. Uh, it might be, but there's one, one with dominant in Gremlins 2 that's like bonkers, that's like outrageous. Uh, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that this looks the goofy, so much like the goofy one. I thought that you're talking about this one, or are you talking about a, yeah. a, a different one? Because when it becomes a gremlin, it still has its goofy eyes. Yeah, and it's like, uh, and, it, it's, and it's I kept going. Gremlin. It looks like the same. This is before eyes. Gremlins too, but after Gremlins. But I, 
do you? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, it's a stretch, but I'm just saying it just looks like another. You're being nice because I think the Grellmans are so well designed. Well, I, I think it's a ripoff. Really... I think it's a bad ripoff of that googly eye, that combination of they're taking like, well, yeah. it worked for that that googly gremlin. I think they were this. just trying to. They saw that ET had like pretty big eyes, and they're like, let's yeah, give for Mac sure. big eyes, but let's not give them any life, and let's not have them direct anywhere <laughs> in particular ever. I stand by. That they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> it doesn't seem I like think it. To default to that position is always correct. Yeah, like that is Occam's razor in this. It's just like what? Yeah. Yep, they just don't. They maybe for whatever reason they didn't primates know what they were that were <laughs> yeah. put in a room with puppet materials. Yeah, just uh, figure it out. It's insane. Uh. So so anyway, so he's fallen off the cliff. Mac rescues him, even though he's lured him off of the cliff. For some reason, he rescues him. Uh, Eric's mom thinks he's tr- com- tr- tried attempted, suicide. attempted suicide. Another uh, uh, absurd thing to think at this point. She never right. asks. She always assumes. She Why assumed that he destroyed this? the house. She assumed he attempted suicide. She so now he's hates on- her disabled son. <laughs> she hates him. And she's constantly blaming him. He's now on bed rest. There is a doctor t- doing a house call. Oh, my God. This doctor. This doctor okay. is... It is, this is the most perverted scene in in the whole movie where the well maybe it could also be when the children are directed to feed each other ice cream in a very romantic way but the the doctor is with the entire family Eric is in bed he turns to the brother and mother and says can we have a moment alone please they leave the room Whoa. without asking any questions which okay like i think that's weird we but we all think that's weird but I guess you could say, like, especially given the question that he asks, he wants to have a one-on-one he wants to between have a you one and me. On what's one. going on? Great. I get, that. and I give him that. But then after having the one-on-one, giving him a little bit of a, a psychological evaluation, he takes sedatives out of his pocket, pops open a, doesn't write him a prescription. Yeah, he goes. All right, well, uh, between you and me, I'm going to give you a sedative, and he gives him a sedative. Give, give, give in. Privately gives a young boy pills <laughs> with his parents not around, with and nobody no, around. You don't you do it. You can't do that. <laughs> and sedatives for a boy? What? Yeah, no. Like a, and not from just a bottle like, that you apparently keep on you on your all body the at all times. times. No. It's his personal out, sedative. He pulls out pills. You have to like, give a prescription. Here's, <laughs> some, here's, some, here's some downers, man. This will really like mellow you out. So like, what are you doing? Oh. But, so then, God, this is where God it gets it gets from it there. Gets think, muddy. It's so muddy. I think muddy. from the wheelchair, like it already went over the rails. But it feels like they put you back on the on the rail after the wheelchair yes. goes off. Yeah. The it feels like they keep putting you back on some rails, and they just keep throwing you right back yes. off. There's basically nothing. There's a lot of. Riff raff until the McDonald's scene. Yeah, it's like what's they, you, like the, is, is that are the, the dog are the dogs before or after the McDonald's? Before. Yeah, so like there's I guess yeah there's the vacuum. It's almost from here we can't even talk about it as a through line for the story. Well, just, you just have to. They're just like scene after scene after scene that you're like, okay, that's what's happening now. Yes, because from here it's like mom and. Kid go on go a jog. On a jog and the and Mac gets a hold of a, a little car that he drives and Which it is probably a, a product of, placement also. Just yeah. that car. It attracts a lot of dogs and there's a great scene where a couple of dogs are running so fast they like fall <laughs> they over. Look, they, look it, in, they look injured. Yeah. Yeah. They slide across gravel and it looks, it looks painful. Ugh. There's a really great a song that sounds like the band Chicago as they're as they're jogging. Yeah, and he as 
And so Mac is stuck in a tree. As Eric and his mom are having what I guess is a touching jog, where she Which is, tussles his hair and she rolls along. Yes, he rolls around along beside her. Mac crashes his tiny car into a tree. And so this is just cutting between Mac stuck in a tree with dogs barking at him. They clearly just want to eat him. (laughs) They just want to eat him. And Was this a scene just for the song? Yeah. Yeah. I think think they had these. I think just like the product placement, these songs were were said they will be in the movie. Yeah. And they are not only the bad songs, but it is rare to find a song that not only you've never heard of, but like you cannot research them. <laughs> you can't, you can't them. really find them. Which is baffling. Yeah. You can find waves. That's about it. I, and you can find waves like uploaded on YouTube, but like nowhere else will yeah. you ever see any type of release history. It's just, yeah, the songs are the obscurest of the obscure. So they go on a jog. They come uh, at some point. They capture Mac in a vacuum. They show uh, the finally the older which brother De- believes. Which Debbie almost dies. Debbie. They use a, uh, a, a dummy. dummy for Debbie because she's attached to the back of the vacuum. I like to think it's the same dummy they threw off. One hundred percent has to be. Yeah. Uh, this, and she this kind of budget. You can't have multiple bu- dummies. <laughs> the vacuum like takes her onto the ceiling, and then she comes crashing down onto the floor, and like her legs go the opposite direction of where they should. Very painful. Uh, and <laughs> this is where we find out what what they call Mac, and uh, everybody sees Mac. Uh, everyone sees Mac. You know, the, at the very least, the brother and the uh, and Debbie. The brother goes, <sighs> "What is that? It's a Mac. What? You know, a mysterious alien creature." By the way, do they ever call ET ET? I can't remember. Because I haven't seen uh, it forever. Uh, E.T. Yes. Phone Home. Yeah, yeah. definitely E.T. Yeah. Phone Home. Because they just yeah. start calling him extraterrestrial E.T. Yes. Great. So I'm fine with that. It works for some reason in that. Well, yeah, because it's not a stretch. It's, and you hear them, like, make that – you hear the children actually have that moment of what they're going to call him. In extraterrestrial E.T., like, E.T. is an acronym that's used. Used regularly. Yeah, it's a – Mac um, is not. Mac is not. No, Mac, Mac is was, just McDonald's. Yeah, it's McDonald's. You're just trying to figure out how to make it a, a big You found yeah. what you thought was a brilliant – Connection to McDonald's. Yeah, and so you call Mysterio. Uh, the brother buys it. He now he's on board. He can't believe it. It caused it caused some electromagnetic like stuff because again Mac is like has a lot of unclear powers and yeah. electric magnetic uh, stuff going on. So the him being captured caused the street to lose power, which catches the attention of the government agents who are looking for Mac. So now they're hot on the trail, and the kids are worried. They now, they love Mac for they no reason. They love Mac for no fucking reason. <laughs> you would immediately, if this no. creature is the equivalent of, if you had a stray cat come in your fucking house that looks Hairless dis- cat. Yeah, hairless stray cat that looks diseased. Yeah. That's the same thing you would treat this really like. That's yes. like saying like, oh, it's fine. Even though it looks like it has a disease, let's keep it around. You'd be like, it, no, yes. you need to take this to a home it, and get rid of it. Except you know what a cat is. Right. And <laughs> a cat didn't use a buzzsaw on your door, yeah. on your front door. <laughs> It's, True. 
My my analogy doesn't but even work because Mac would be something like get rid of it. You would want to kill it. You would want. Yeah. You would be so traumatized. And so like, all right. So then the Mac, next morning, yeah. Well, Mac is very hurt because he got sucked in the vacuum. So they give him Coca Cola and he feels good. Yeah, they make him alive Coke, again which, because of Coke. Coke. Makes you strong. It's just the scene yet that they offer him water and he's all no, no, not yet. No, no, no. That's, <laughs> not but that's so funny that like they offer him water and he's like. I love that. That's when you know, like, yeah, Coca-Cola put their hand on this. Because he wants it more than water, which is what we need as humans to sustain sustain. ourselves. I will also say that water is... Uh, they snipe at water twice. There's a very subtle s- a snipe when Eric Eric is trying to escape the government officials later in the movie in a uh, Hickley Schmidt water truck almost gets in his way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. A <laughs> water is always getting in the way. Uh, and All so right. they wake up the next morning because they revived Mac with Coca-Cola. Mac has restored and it seems like maybe bought some new stuff. <laughs> for th- that's so unclear because he cut a hole in the door and now the door is fine but it's like that's not something you could just fix with, with your electric power yeah. he I just mean, like went and bought a door like it's and the and this brother like opens the door and is like amazed by that the door is fixed yeah so everything is like pristine and he fixed everything and I it, yeah but now he's left some he's clues this, yeah. he's, left, he's left some clues as to what he's trying to do and yeah. they Suddenly, these stupid kids are so smart and are like, hmm, what do these things mean? I feel like he's trying to communicate to his family, which he has been separated from. It's like, what? He he doesn't say anything ever. Imagine every question you asked, no matter how vague, was exactly right. And that's what these kids do for a three-minute scene. Yeah. Mac is sitting there, I mean, essentially comatose. Like, he's just kind of... Uh, like emotionless, emotionless, not really staring or looking at anything, and they're going, "Do he misses his family? Do you miss your family? How many of them? There's three of them, and they derive three because Mac is holding up his hand the way he always does, and he has three fingers. Yep, he never. It was always going to be three. Is this where they are? And they point to like Wick's furniture. So, so had to I took my glasses, glasses off again. again. It's hurting because it remind because it reminded me that like he was communicating with his family, who were who you occasionally get shots of the family who are acting like they're refugees, like they're in like tattered, uh, oh yeah, like cloth that you don't even know where they got. Yeah, you don't know where they got these clothes because on their planet they were naked and they're just like yeah, why would they? They're get- crawling through the desert and then they're putting up their hands in a V formation to communicate with Mac and he's doing it too but it which is so funny that the the goal is for Mac to go find his parents who mm-hmm. are clearly dying when it, and if he's and if if we're going to stretch this is a telepathic telepathic thing that they're sending right. like clues of where I are yeah right that's clear you fucking idiots go to where fucking your little baby he's who's a baby. around coke yeah. that Why can does save the baby you baby have right. to yeah why does the baby have to come to you? You should come to the baby. Also, they walked away from civilization. Yes. Yeah. It's like they're lost in the desert. They were... But, like, if what they need is Coca-Cola, why did they walk into what looks to be a tundra? Like a- The yeah. only reason I could stretch to give it any is that, like, like that looks like where we came from. Yes, but you're like, but like from what we're planet. picking up is your planet didn't offer you anything. It's why would bad. you go back to Everything it? Everything is right. bad. And they are finally getting to a point... <laughs> Where they are, the, the where Eric and Debbie are kind of communicating with Mac, 
and they're like, he's sad. He wants he's. <laughs> Debbie, out of nowhere, says, oh my God. he's pointing to my school. So, <laughs> they ask Mac, where are they? Mac doesn't do anything. Mac, Mac kind, kind of, of gestures, but he always I, does. He's always kind of moving. He's always kind yeah. of wiggling. And it's, it's really, I, I've never seen a non sequitur like this. Debbie says, he's pointing to my school. You've never seen a school you won't see you won't see a school ever again the line it haunts me she okay so mac let's say mac is pointing let's say mac is pointing somewhere okay he is he would have to be pointing at a window which i don't i don't think he is is. let's say i'm really gonna try to load up on the benefit of the doubt here let's say he's pointing out the window we've seen where they live the one window leads to a cliff there's it's either yeah. a cliff or it's the street. The, the street which we've seen there's there's it's nothing like a street even, and then it's like a hill. Yes, it's it. There's nothing resembling a school. They were not talking about school. Why does she say this? It's it, I I honestly think of all the times we've watched this movie and of all the times we've talked about it, we've talked to people about it. This is the most unsettling part of the movie. What is like all things considered because it's so jarring. It's, I can yeah. I can figure out the motivation anything going on in this movie. I can talk my way into something that makes sense. Yes, that 100%. You can. Pretty much any line, any action, I can be like, "Oh, this is sloppy or this is not thought well. Like I didn't really think this through." But he's pointing to my school. I just don't understand how that would ever make sense or pertain to anything they're doing. I hear you. Because it's either this. This is the only things I can give it. It's two th- In my mind, it's two things. Okay. okay. Either there's a scene that was cut. somehow cut. Sure. That they've quickly filled in for this party and they mm-hmm. just like – it's weirdly just there. Right. Or – this actress, Deb, who plays Debbie, is fucking crazy, yeah. and she's bad, and in this moment, she slipped up, and for some reason, they kept the content. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Those are the only two things I can get my head around, because we had to rewind it, because I, I slightly, because of the volume, couldn't hear it, mm-hmm. and it, I'm just like, That's, it, it's, it's, it it's, breaks your brain, because she doesn't, it's out of nowhere. It's out of nowhere. He's pointing to my it school. It seems like... You could have cut it in editing. Well, that's here's the thing. So, to the former, that it was a scene that maybe was described at some point in a deleted scene. Yeah. That shot, then, it isn't a two-shot that's needed. Eric's right. next shot is a close-up, back with Mac. They do, That is a standalone shot that could have been dropped. I really think so. I think, yeah. That's because why I'm like, right I don't, after yeah. that, there's a honk. The yeah. honk is the mom picking him up to go but to that a birthday honk, party. But I mean, you I'm wondering if. Anywhere. Well, yeah, I'm wondering. Then that, all, my only thing is either that's the long shot they have for some reason in editing. They didn't edit around because they didn't have the coverage to okay, edit around I it. I see where you're going. So they were like, "Fuck, 
They got in a corner with the editor. Oh, with her turning to with the honk? Her, yeah, with yeah, it it's like, like oh, he's going to my God. school, honk, my mom's here, and that's all they have of my mom's There's here. There's something uh, there that I don't get fulfilled because, and they just like, they we just heard. couldn't cut around it. Yeah. Good. That's, that's I, the only it, reason why it's not work. satisfying, but it does. It will never be satisfying. It tethers us to some reality until I hunt down. Because the honk can be added at any point. Right. That's a, that's a sound effect you just, or from another, another shot they can just pull. I have to rewatch it. <laughs> I know. It feels like you just have to rewatch that sequence. I feel like I'm going to watch, I mean, if I ever come back into Anthony's apartment ever again, I'm going to find the one of those. Their walls are covered and it's going to be those strings. fucking strings yeah. to things leading back to that one. <laughs> He's pointing to my school. Oh. What are you even talking about? Even there was Cause there's not even a scene at the school. Where is he pointing? He's pointing in a very general direction. He's not. He's not pointing. That's even if there was a scene. There's no school nearby to point to. Yeah. There's it's not. Like, honestly, it's I just point. I'm sitting in. We're in Los Feliz right now. And I, I just point east. And I, and I say, do that. And Joe, you say, he's pointing at my apartment. <laughs> you <laughs> punch me. <laughs> you would have to, like, res- you would have to, like, murder me. And I'm like, why would you say that? Why would you say I'm pointing at your apartment, Joe? There's so many things that way. Also, and by the way, I'm not pointing because I don't have the ability to. <laughs> <laughs> also, what do you mean my school? That also, that part of it also bugs me. She pointed to my, my school. Would, would they... If the school. To, You'd say the yes, school. Yes, if we went to school together, I wouldn't. So you call would never it say my, my school. school. You would say. What do you? The school. You're point, he's pointing to the school. Yeah. He's pointing to my school. <laughs> so then they go to uh, yeah, McDonald's for a I birthday feel like party. We're, I'm glad we moved on because this is hard. I was going to cry. <laughs> they they have so they have to go, but they, they have to take. Leave Mac they alone. can't leave Mac. Oh they can't leave God. Mac, which is one of the most so horrifying choices of this movie's made. They hollow out. A giant teddy bear costume and put Mac in, which suddenly makes it's, Mac. But it's not a costume. No, it's, it's, a, teddy it's a teddy it's bear. A, it's a which, toy. when you see it, looks like just a normal it's teddy just bear. Just a toy that this we've seen. apparently fits the, the body of a child. And uh, Mac. Jesus. So this is this is the most blatant Max size being rewritten because he's the size of a small child. He's kind of the size of Eric at this point. Yeah, because yeah, he should be a toddler, like the size of a baby. Yes. For the most, for what yeah. we established at the top, like a foot or so. This, yeah. this is at least a six, seven, a six, year, old. seven year old. Who's like, okay, I have to so walk he, around. He is now Mac is now inside the teddy bear uh, toy, and is free. And they take him into Debbie's mom's car to go to the party at McDonald's, and he is just freely. He's moving more than Mac has ever moved. Ever. Yeah. So and they can't get him to move. They're like, stop, stop. Mac normally is like a Stiff. Stephen Hawking. Like he doesn't move <laughs> at all. He is completely. <laughs> like, he's just like he's just looking around and not moving. Yeah. He is in this teddy bear, and he he is just like dancing, and his arms are moving. He's grabbing stuff. And he and it's explained. You know, when the when the mother's like, "What's going on with with your with your toy?" Eric goes, it's one of the new uh, c- computerized toys. Jeez, I thought you had it for a I while. You said you had it for a while. Uh, yeah, he got new microchips. And that's it. And sure. she believes it. And you know what? They don't explain so many things in this movie. It's I'm willing to give thing. them. I'm willing you'll to give her, them you'll give uh, Moms don't know toys. A little credit <laughs> for trying. For and putting a line in there. Until you see that same teddy bear at McDonald's. Were they having a birthday party that takes place also in the street? 
There's people. There's a boombox. The By the way, there's a boombox playing in the street that apparently is so loud that it goes into the stores. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's set the scene a little bit about what's sure, happening yeah, at sure, McDonald's. Please. There are people who they look like a caricature of break dancers from the '80s. Mm-hmm. They're dancing in the McDonald's parking lot. Uh, really like h- hard dancing. Like they're not quite break dancing, but they're highly choreographed. Yeah. Very like uh, the movements are very uh, specific and uh, and he's trying to put. There's so many nods to like old musicals or like Grease because it's like I have like these hip kids that are modern, but then I'll throw in a couple of football yeah, players, jocks, like football and some ballerinas. And but yeah. the football players look they're flamboyant like and they have yeah. mustaches. But they're dressed. One in looks their like pads. a Freddie Mercury. Yeah, one kind of looks like Freddie Mercury. So again, they're going to a birthday party at McDonald's, and inexplicably, again, it's the most crowded McDonald's I've ever seen. Yeah, and it's crowded and people with people are dancing. in costume, and they're in costumes, and you don't understand why really. And Ronald, and there's Ronald McDonald as himself in his film debut, uh, Razzie Award winner. Wow, uh, Ronald McDonald. He won a Razzie for this. Yeah. Well and, done, Ron. And there are, if you look online, there are some promotional videos that suggest that he was a bigger part of it. Yeah, where he's, he's like, like a ha it's me, Ronald. You're about to watch Mac and Me, my screen debut. I'm ready for my close-up. Like he says, like right. a bunch of stuff. That means there had to like be, that. that you're proving to yes. me that there had to be a bigger marketing a bigger merchandise pull for this movie that has been, been just since been buried. Yeah. He, well, here is something I read that uh, makes me sad, which is that the profits for this movie were supposed to be yeah. divvied up for the, to the Ronald McDonald yeah. house. And oh my god! And the and the movie made my made wow. it's, it's six million. I think it was only in theaters for two weekends. I bet you. Can I take a stab? You know how we like mm-hmm. pointed out there's some children in that dance scene that didn't want to be there. You think they were all from the Ronald McDonald oh, house? Oh, <laughs> like oh, I would not. Yeah, I would not like, put you it guys get to be in a movie. Yeah, yeah. it's like a nice free, and it's just free though. It's just mm-hmm. like we got free extras because they're all happy to be in a movie yeah. with Ronald McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe kids honestly. Dreams come true. <laughs> They may have stuffed one of them into that teddy bear costume. No, wouldn't be surprised. Look, you get to be in a movie. Yeah, right, right. Uh, another thing to the McDonald's toys was this came out uh, while Roger Rabbit was still kind of at the at the top of the box office. Right. I feel like it was. There were probably they were like the Roger Rabbit toys are doing amazing. Right. Let's not. Oh, yeah. We don't need that. Right. Could easily. Yeah. Yeah. So there, this dance competition breaks out because Something the like only that. reason we think it's competition is that there seem to be groups separate groups like the that football are, players and then there's ballerinas that are visibly unimpressed who are visibly if you're if you're yawning. paying attention it's not really drawn to and if you look at them during one of the scenes where they're not the focus they're pretending to yawn yeah while the dancers dance so we think again if we're piecing together I'm using air quotes, logic, Mm -hmm. there may be longer sequences that set up that this is a dance contest at a McDonald's. What's important about this scene is that Mac does some truly horrific shit that should make all the kids scream. First, he... They... Deliver well, first, a coke from the cup. Are we going to talk about the cup? You're so s- Courtney comes over to where Debbie and Eric and Mac are sitting. Gives them their drinks, but immediately uh, Miss does not place one of the soft drinks uh, 
on the table correctly and it falls in the way that only an empty cup could fall. Yeah. And Debbie immediately puts it back on. And it's so funny. They're all holding these empty cups. Every cup you see in this scene, scene is empty. Empty. You can tell. Empty. And the weight is not And then there. Mac, in, the, in his teddy bear costume, which does not have a hole for his hand, regardless, he does one of his stretching oh. moves to grab one of the drinks. And it's so gross and the kids don't scream. You would, yeah, that baffled me. I was like, if I saw that the as a kid, are, that would terrify. They're just like baffled, like, oh, what that teddy bear does? Scream and and lose your mind. Yeah. And then Max starts dancing, and he's not only does he start dancing, but he flies. He flies he onto the counter. And flies, and it's never been suggested that he can fly. Yeah. He flips and flies on the counter, and people love it. And he's doing some of the worst dancing I had ever seen. He's barely he's, moving. He's, he's, he's shuffling his tummy. He pats his tummy. Yeah, he kind of just like uh, <laughs> I don't know how to, what I'm doing right now, how to describe it, but he's just kind of almost like he's just like waving. He's like like not even complicated waving. Yeah, of just like opening his arm and then doing a little bit of shuffling and and twirling, and it's so. So bad, and, and everyone yeah. and the McDonald's employees aren't doing their job anymore. They're just like clapping and, and they're like they become his backup dancers. Right. And you're like, okay, there's a, there's a young Nikki Cox trying to mimic his dance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, patting her tummy and twirling. There's two young redheads in this movie that got featured. Right, oh, that's right. They had Nikki Cox. Is in the early oh, yeah. car pilot scene. So like, yeah. We know from a Slit Your Shorts as Budnick and was in T two. John Connor's friend. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, so there's all this. this it's all very this funny. It just gets, It's just madness. Scenes. And I would say the McDonald's scene kind of catalyzes us into the rest of the movie. Yeah. It really because because so because the, the, the agents, agents show up them and, to McDonald's and then a chase begins and ensues uh, and goes all the way to Sears. Takes it. There's like some some truly scary moments. Not in the like. In the actual film, but like when you think about them filming the on a wheelchair and like him dodging all these cars on the highway, yeah, it, it looks terrifying. It looks like they're not in control. Yeah, like, it looks like they really they by the you know hair of their teeth. I'm like, I'm surprised someone wasn't hurt because and maybe they were and we'll never know. Yeah, but, McDonald's hit it. Yeah. <laughs> you ate a, somebody ate a Big Mac in, uh, in the first in the Eric 80, was in there. In the late eighties and they were in there. Uh, so yeah, it's it's some it's some really rough and like the government agents are chasing them on foot. It makes its way to Sears. Which is by the way, just blatant ripoff. Like these moments yeah. are like E. T. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So E. T. that you're just like but done so poorly. So poorly. Just like I guess if you're wearing a suit, you work for the government in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They make it to Sears and that re- that involves the mom. So she finally realizes that it's an alien. Uh, there's and there's not there's like a lot of Max like superpowers in terms of like sealing the doors of Sears shut, blowing up television, yeah, blowing up a lot of televisions. By the way, I want to point out like we're getting tired right now. Yeah, I kind of want to like speed up, but I feel like I just want to point out that like I don't think it's because. Oh, we're now like tired of talking about Big Mac and me. This is how you sort of feel at this point mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah, hundred percent. You're like, this is a this has become exhausting to watch. It's exhausting because there's there's n- none of it is earned. None of it makes sense. You don't root for anyone. No. Uh, yeah, you don't really. 
get excited again until they escape from Sears. This is my the favorite. kids, the kids and Max, so like the neighbors and Eric and his brother and Mac, and they're finally putting the clues together, the Wix furniture and the picture of the horses that Mac left on the table. They find horses and a billboard for Wix furniture, and it takes them to a cave, like a mine shaft. An abandoned mine shaft. Which they do a classic shot, which is clearly a, a, it's a rip from, uh, uh, oh God, what's the, not stagecoach, this other classic uh, Western. Western movie. The Searchers? Yes, it's yeah. Searchers at the very end. Yeah, the, in the, in the, from the do- doorway, they li- I was like, "This yeah. director is using the wrong things at the wrong time." Just right. to be like, "See, I know I this know reference." Film history. Yeah, it's like he does a searcher shot from inside the mine yeah. when they van pulls up, and I was like, "You dummy! Yeah, you dummy! You're not making a good movie." And so <laughs> they get to the mine shaft, and Eric's brother decides to go in with Mac because Mac wants to go in. He's point uh, pointing uh, into the mine shaft. And they go in, and you see that inside the mine shaft is Mac's family, and they're all dead. They are like eyes open corpses. <laughs> it's so it's terrifying. Creepy. How could you think if you're trying to make a kids movie? E.T. pulls it off. There are some traumatic moments. He's sick. He's sick. He's sick. Remember Elliot's sick and there's yeah. like there's like a but symbiotic you, thing happening. Yeah, but, but you've yeah. already walked through an entire movie in Elliot's footsteps right. from a child's point of view. So you, you that moment is terrifying, but your your compassion is already built up. And for you this. also like E.T. Yeah, you like E.T. He has some reasons to like E.T. These are three who you've you have no there's no buildup that you're gonna find them dead. Right. You think they're just out wandering and being sad or like for their kid. And then you walk into a mine shaft, and they're fucking on each other dead. They're just corpses. Joe, let me ask you something. So, say you were lost in the desert, Mm -hmm. and let's assume that you seek refuge in the mine shaft. It's cooler. There's there's a bit bit cooler, maybe a bit safer. Mm -hmm. uh, And you you die, Mm -hmm. right? You die. Okay. What would what would well, revive you? Well, I'm dead, you say. You're dead. But is there like a cooler nearby? There's a cooler in the van where I just found yeah. it. Okay. Well, what's in the cooler? Coca-Cola. Um, I'll be fine. Oh, great. So, <laughs> yeah, just let me have uh, Coca-Cola and I Which I they poke spring. them in the eye, bring them to life. Yeah, I, I, I will spring back to life. All you have to do is get that straw, put it in my mouth, and I'll suck down that Coca-Cola, and baby boy, I'm back in business. Keep it coming. Better than sure, keep so it coming. I've got a thirst. Not <laughs> yeah. like Mac's father, who becomes an enraged maniac because he needs more Coca-Cola. <laughs> he he <laughs> is, like, breaking shit. He, they get him in the car, and he's like, he's... Bending the tire iron, and he's trying to break Debbie's arm. He's never acted like this. He's never once displayed he, oh, this. It's terrifying. Behavior. But they he keep saying the they're not going to hurt anybody. Yeah, but he so clearly wants to hurt everything. Max's father is dangerous. Max's father is a dangerous bad man, and pretty much all the other characters are pretty well behaved. Calm. Yeah, the mom and the daughter are kind of just along for the ride and are being pretty obedient. Max's father is out to kill. He's uh, he's un. Unpredictable, super strong, and honestly, it seems like he will, if you get in his way between him and his Coca-Cola, he would kill you. Oh, for sure. These kids should not be alone with Max's father. And what do they do? They do nothing but defend him mm-hmm. and try to distract him with silences. And, yes, and also, what's the first place we go? Let's go to a public place and get gas and leave them in the car. Mm-hmm. Leave them in the sure. car where, of course, because... 
Mac's dad is insatiable and he needs more Coke products. A woman pulls up in a Volkswagen because if the car is going to be seen, it's going to be a Volkswagen or Cadillac. And he breaks through the van's window in the same stretchy way that Mac does, steals her Sprite. She freaks out in a very delayed way. <laughs> in a hilariously delayed way. Uh, um, and that Sprite is not enough. So he exits the vehicle, goes into a grocery store, and proceeds to go straight to a Coke display and just starts kind of knocking, knocking them over. shit over. What a weird choice to make that one Sprite, by the way. It's been right. Coke so all along. And then bizarre. the one that like makes him enraged to get out of the car, Sprite. It's like a funny thing to do when with your own product. They so much Coke on hand. Yeah, just like do Coke. Yeah. Or make a jab of Pepsi. There's your opportunity. Yeah. And he's like, What you just said is a thousand times smarter. Yeah, so he's in the grocery store, and like the whole family is in the grocery store, and this is a good reminder that they are hideous monsters. Hideous. With, again, no emotion. So, of course, everybody in the in the grocery store is freaking out. But not enough. No. There, it should be, yeah. yeah. I mean, the security guard... Gets so close. Shoots a, tr- ...puts a gun to them, and everybody should be putting a gun to them. <laughs> and then there's a SWAT team, right? Yeah, and then a SWAT <laughs> team. But they're not comes. even really SWAT. No. They're all just... They're like... They're all sheriffs? They're all they're sheriffs. All, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Max, Max's dad very easily grabs the gun from the security. <laughs> and, and now he's got a gun, and he is just waving yeah, that thing around. rubbing his eyes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. He's, yeah, so Mac's dad has the gun and a bunch of Coca-Cola. They come out of the store with, like, grocery bags, presumably full of Coca-Cola. Two and years. they're waving around the gun, and there's a bunch of sheriffs there, and there's a police presence. And they are they are freaked out, and they're going to take action. We don't know why. Action. We don't know because it's not the government. This is just – Local it's just local police. police, and they all are wearing jackets that say sheriff because I'm guessing that's what was available. And they all draw their guns immediately. They're not in awe of these creatures. Which I, which I defend. Well, of course. I, I defend them wanting to kill, kill the motherfuckers. <laughs> yes, I, I do too. I do too, but what was the call? Right. Who called yeah. what? Why, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, yeah. And so they, of course, I think that they should be dead. I think they should have never gotten off their planet. I think they deserve death. Uh, but so they, Max Dad is wielding a gun. Again, there's a, what is, to be understood, Mac, the little baby, is the child, but the dad is acting crazy. Mac no longer yeah. is has any agency in this movie. No. Like, he was doing stuff before, but since Mac's dad is here, he's he has reverted to being a baby. And so they walk off with the gun and the Coca-Cola towards a convenience store slash gas, slash gas station. And one of the cops says, they're getting away, and then proceeds to sprint towards them. And before this, uh, Eric is like, no, don't, don't hurt them. So yeah. he, he kind of After they've up, come out of the grocery store wielding a gun in To be kind of like, don't shoot them. Defending I'm, them. I'm defending them. I'm in the way. If you're going to shoot them, you're going to shoot me. None of that is said. He just kind of wheels out. He just them. wheels towards them. Yeah. He's yeah. not He's not making any grand gestures. there's no reason to. He has no connection <laughs> with no, that. And these are monsters that are willing Dangerous. to kill for Coca-Cola. And they're not even like stopping to like... Come along with us. No. The, once they, they got their coke, they literally are on their way. They're like, we're going back to the van. Like, whatever. To, to have made them humanoid is – it's worthless. Uh, they don't display any affection in a human mm-hmm. way. They're incapable. And so they walk off. Eric wheels after them. A cop gets 
we'll assume kind of an itchy cop uh, uh, <laughs> screams they're getting away and he sprints towards them and I don't, I don't know how to describe how what happens he just runs into the car kind of he like kind of leaps yeah. and tr- he like trips and leaps uh, in front of a car he never really hits the car but then that Fires causes him car. to fire his gun and as soon as he fires the gun, Mac's dad, I think, shoots back. Or he at the very least Waves. turns. It looks like he's going to shoot the gun. Then they all open fire on Mac's family. Yeah. And, you know, who's in the middle of all this is Eric. So, and, and, okay, so then one of the more surprising moments yeah. is, you know, there's some gunfire. And then the convenience store explodes. Not the gas pump. Just the, the entire building goes like on. it's uh, a nu- almost like a nuclear. It reaction. makes no sense. It's the amount of explosive material that needed to be in there is uh, unthinkable. Mm-hmm. And it, who, it, and somebody just hit the sweet spot of that crook. Like it had like a fail safe like yeah. right. trigger, <laughs> right? Just in case, like, hey man, if you ever in a robbery where you know you're not going to get out, just push this. Yeah, and don't ruin go everything <laughs> nearby. So it it that in in engulfs Max family in flames, and then Eric is. Uh, dead. 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 Yeah, Eric's so it's a dead. doctor who... Eric's dead. A doctor who's somehow here. Is there a doctor nearby? I was really hoping it was going to be the creepy doctor uh, when there was no, a doctor. It gives him a sedative. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they they scream, and they're like, Eric, what's... No, oh my God, Eric. They have him on the ground, and a doctor who happens to be there comes by, touches Eric's chest, and like listens to his breathing and says... He's gone. There's nothing we could do. Yeah, there's a hundred things you can do. You can call nine one one. You can try mouth to mouth. You can you can do CPR. There's so many things that you can do. And he touches him for a moment and says, "He's gone. There's, there's nothing, nothing I can, can do." do. And he gives up. He, that doctor gives up. Doc, in this town, they just need to get rid of all their doctors. So this is it's the most uh, interesting part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the when Max family's dead, like Eric is straight up dead. He's dead. Like. He's gone. Like, it's mm-hmm. been confirmed. And we're also led to believe that Max's family is dead. Yes. Oh, but through the flames. Through the through flames. Through the superimposed flames. In, in a really terrible shot his that, like, a lot of special up, effects. His mom shows up via helicopter. Oh, helicopter. Yeah. So with the, the government agents are there. And uh, they're, they're all crying because Eric's dead. But then Max's family emerges through the fire. And they approach his dead, lifeless body, and they start to just kind of whistle again. And they put up their little their hands and their V formation as they do. And they, you know, Max's father starts to wave his hands to and fro above Eric's body. And then they all grab hands, and then Max's dad is doing this kind of magic thing, and Eric's body begins to rise. Mm-hmm. Light as a feather. Stiff as a board. And he is through the pa- through the unclear powers <laughs> that Mac's family seem to have, Eric comes back to life. They've healed him. They've yeah, healed him. Now and we watched Debbie cry. Now they brought him back to life. Now they have the power to heal anybody. A dead boy. They bring him back to life. And he he but still can't walk. He's, he has legs or soul. Yeah, leave him. Sorry. Leave him. We so don't need to fix a, you. Just bring you back chair. to life. Which is, which is like the it's a very, guys, very insane choice. 
I mean, I guess that, yeah. And so that's the climax. That's the climax. And then we cut to what is... Government agents. The government... Sprinting. The goons, the government agents sprinting towards the courthouse. Oh, my God. It's a new day. It seems like... Something's I love a real this lazy shot. dissolve. And this shot is so great. It's, they start from the entrance of the courthouse, and it's they a bunch of people. In. There's a lot of people at the courthouse, and there's a man speaking, and he's saying things to the effect of, "I absolve any connections and allegiances to foreign countries." I and what he's saying. You can start to pick up. Now, Dave, you had not seen this before. I'm I've curious. never seen this movie. I'm curious what, what you, thought you thought was going, going on. Uh, well, I the said it. Of that I said it. Yeah. Well, at the beginning, I was like, I don't know where they're running from. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's going on? This is odd. It doesn't make sense to see them, right? You've only seen those like, agents a couple and I was like, times. And I was like, well, okay. And I was like, and by the time we got to the court, it was like, okay, they're trying to make a joke. Or like, they were attempting to lead us to believe. But then there was going to be it's such uh, a bad version a of it. Well, and if you're going to do that misdirection, you can't do it with a wide like that. Right. you got to get me in there and make me think, uh-oh, more trouble's happening. Just be on the judge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they track in. But they track in. I, I'll be honest. I haven't seen it, but I caught on real fast, and I was yeah, like, "You, you gotta know. be fucking kidding me!" Because I knew because I knew because I could hear what this judge is saying, and I just and everybody's raising their hands, and I'm like, "You!" I was just like, "Oh no, you got don't tell me this is them going through becoming going through like the rights of becoming a U.S. citizen." Yes. and it's like, is that what this is? And it's slowly just tracking. Great shot, I'll agree with you. Slowly up to the judge. I love the Slowly around goes around the, the judge, shows the, see, the fr- front the other people, uh, other new citizens. citizens, and slowly revealing to horrific like to a horrific ability. Like you thought they couldn't get any more creepy. They're so you thought, disgusting. oh, them making is creepy. These aliens are, are dumb. They're dumb, but they they're dressed in dated clothes. And they are now dressed, yeah, like they they're have, not dressed in. Mo- everybody else no. is in modern clothes of the time of the eighties. The, yeah, They've decided to put them in fifth, like. It's like, why could you not give them just normal clothes? It's like, now go up into our attics and grab our parents' old 50s clothes. And the mother is dressed like the Berenstein Bears' yes. mother. Yes. And then the, the daughter's father. in a weird clothes, an old yeah. clothes. The father's in a blue suit that feels like it's from the 50s. Yeah. And then yeah. Mac is in a yeah. Mac McDonald's McKinney shirt. Their hands are up. Their hands are up. They are becoming citizens. These aliens who are truly destructive forces to Society. And they can't talk. They're going to whistle their way through this. They can't talk. They don't know how to emote. They're irrational. And they are now They are US dangerous. And they have somehow the become USS. And then we go from this scene. Everybody's joyously celebrating with it. There's it's a couple a people that moment. kiss them. Kissing on the mouth. Kissing them so on the gross. mouth. It's like kissing truly like a, I want to say like a, like a, a hardened scrotum. I just want to say, if E.T., all he does is they t- he puts, he puts like touches Elliot in the heart. And we love it. Mm-hmm. It, it brings you to tears. Yes. But if, if Spielberg would have made the decision that Elliot needed to kiss E.T., we not, would, just, we, not just Elliot. <laughs> Elliot's full family <laughs> kisses E.T. Every character. We would have revolted. It would not be a classic. And then Elliot's family comes, or E.T.'s family would come down off the ramp and they kissed all of them too. And then they became U.S. citizens. (laughs) 
<laughs> we would have been like, fuck you. Fuck you, Spielberg. You can never make a movie again. And that's like what these guys did. Like, no, we're not only going to set, we're not going to let him go home. And we're going to yeah. keep him here and make them citizens. Then we're going to, what are we going to do? Ooh, let's start on a close up. We're going to give them a pink Cadillac. So What's like, worse than them being citizens? What? Because you think about like, okay, they're citizens. Like that doesn't make any sense. But certainly we wouldn't put the most irresponsible, absent-minded character behind the wheel. They have no motor skills. Car. They can barely walk. Yes. Is he supposed to sway in that disgusting he way while he clutch. drives? He can't close his hand. <laughs> and they put Eric in the car with the alien family behind the wheel of a pink Cadillac. <laughs> A like, pink Cadillac. Why are they fifties? Why are they stuck like I can't And damn they it. drive away. And Dave's rubbing his eyes. And that's yeah, yeah, now joined Joe yeah. and me in the agony that is back in me. <laughs> as they drive away, our very last moment with Mac and his family Ugh. is he's chewing some bubble gum. We see a little yeah. bubble that he that Eric pops. It's very cute. <laughs> and then what does it say, Dave? And then there's a new oh. bubble that's like uh, very poorly like superimposed <laughs> animation. Animation which says really presumptuous and pretentious that they just made a hit. If bubble says we'll be back, we'll, we'll be, be back. back. You how dare you, mother. Fuckers! How dare you? Why would we went through all that, and then to say like this is just the beginning? Yes. How dare you? So that to me, that choice, I, I really lose all sort of compassion for. Maybe their hands were really bad. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like there's such bravado and put mother. We'll be back. Yeah. Honestly. Most huge blockbusters don't even do that. They're never. E.T. doesn't have a sequel. E.T. Right. But they don't even assume they're going. Assuming even, that you're going to have things, a sequel. Even things like Marvel movies are the most that can get away with that. Right. To hinting at there's going to be ones yes. because they have a built-in audience. Clear. But even movies that are like really like we have a hit fucking cast. We'll People love Bruce Willis. Back. Die Hard. Die Hard would even the third one didn't go. We're going to have two more right. <laughs> at the end of Die Hard with yeah. a Vengeance. For, Do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, no one makes that. They just go, you I hope You suggest it. You, you can suggest of it. Of course. You, you have a line where, like, uh, wait, wait, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, it's like, I don't know, taking a long vacation. Yeah, right. You know, or something like uh-huh. that. Yeah, know, maybe. It but, it, but it's, it's, but it's like, subtle. It's, it's subtle. subtle. It's a joke on or itself that this guy. It's subtle. Even if it's like the the people at that fucking lab get the, get some sort of like report where it's like, but even, we've got more. But or, I'll even you say know, Marvel is not even that bold. They have like things that suggest other movies, which we know are coming. They didn't at the end of Iron Man go, see, didn't have him fly <laughs> by. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't fly by and Iron Man's like, I'll be back in Iron Man 2. You didn't make that assumption. What would... Even Iron Man 2, they didn't do. We have never even talked... I don't think we've talked about this. What would Mac and Me 2 even have been? I don't know. It would be be a weird movie. This is the only thing I can assume, is that they would buy a house. It would be like, how do they assimilate? And it would just be them dealing, being... Coneheads? Yes, it would just be Coneheads and them trying to live in a normal world where all their neighbors... Well, like, kick kick them out. Yeah, yeah. it's dealing with wacky neighbors or somebody that does, like, there's an alien in our neighborhood. 
Which is so weird. Go ahead. Oh my god, go I just had a thought. If that is the movie, then inevitably Mac is a little older and he's gonna have a love interest that's likely oh, human. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> so creepy. The worst no! thing ever put yeah, that would have been know, the, it, that would be the worst thing to watch. Is to watch Mac fall in love. Mac Oh my god. Do you make them talk? Yeah. You like have to, you have to have give to them voices. Them At least maybe, maybe I'll give it them. The parents don't talk because they're like, it's like in the sense of sure. like when you have like a generation immigrant of parents, immigrant yeah. parents that come over that they really never clam onto the language. Yeah, yeah. They pick up here and there. But then the kids, of course, are going to be easily like pick up on everything. So Mac and the younger daughter maybe are very hip. But who, the parents, who do we talk to to make the Magnum sequel? Roger Corman. <laughs> like, who has the or, rights? You know what I mean? No one has. <laughs> if they <laughs> do, has McDonald's no has buried them with everything I else. I want that because, you like, they're locked away. Is there uh, any precedent to doing a, to a move like that? Kickstarter? To, you could get like, us a minute. You could get To, mate. like, a people who are, like, in the comedy world making a sequel to a movie that was not a comedy and not and not popular. I feel like it's been. T- I'm trying to think if there's something similar to that. It feels like it should guys, have. Yeah, but, yeah. Happened. but like an, an authorized sequel, right? I don't know. Joe, this might be your calling. And, I mean, <laughs> Joe, I might be. What? I have a question. What if someone came to you and said, "I want you to reboot the poison that is macking me"? Yes. Oh my god. Well, be- yes. Because you just do those things knowingly. Yes. And you can and layer them like jokes. Right. And ri- yeah, that's all I want to do. I would do a shot for shot remake. In my, re- <laughs> you would do the the Gus Van Sant psycho yeah. with with yeah, Mac and me. I would do a shot for shot remake, and the only change I would make is when Debbie says he's pointing to my school. There's just a line of hundreds of people that walk up to her and say, "No, <laughs> no, it doesn't make any fucking sense." No. He's pointing to my school. Uh, he's pointing to my school. Well, this has been a great journey. We have to wrap up. Yes, I understand. Uh, one of the one of the most. I'm going to say this. I don't know if I could have seen this movie on my own. I think I couldn't have made it. Yeah. I think that you two, and I'm going to endorse this. I think. Anthony and Joe should take this movie on tour and just let people experience watching it next to you. <laughs> I'm I'm dead serious right now. That got me through this movie. Yeah. That was half the entertaining was just like one, you guys' knowledge on it. Mm-hmm. Two, how much you like you're frustrated and loving this film. <laughs> that pushes you through. I'm not kidding. Yeah. You guys should have screenings of this movie and just let P and put you two on a mic and do play by play while you watch this movie because it's fucking made it so worthwhile <laughs> i can only thank you both for taking your time out to watch and introduce me to mac and me oh, man, and let course. me now know the, uh, literally the pain Welcome. that is knowledge you're of this. truly part of a <laughs> brotherhood uh, there's a yeah there's a rarefied air mm-hmm. that you've you're amongst now <laughs> well and you know paul rudd is uh patient zero yeah right? i agree i, I think him and I, I, I really don't think you watch that clip. Mac and me wheelchair scene. Google it. There's no way you watch that clip and you're not like, oh, yeah. what else is going on in this movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's the perfect tease. It's so curious. It is. It's. It does so much more than a trailer could. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, thanks for doing it. Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, this was a dream. Like we, we we were talking about, we have never we've been watching this movie and talking about it for so long, but we have never in a somewhat public avenue discussed it. Yeah, it's just always been you know us texting or uh, uh, AOL Instant Messenger. You guys were born to make this movie be seen by more people. That's all I have to say. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> it's so, yeah, I mean it in the highest regard. You will one day get this on Criterion Collection. <laughs> it's just the two of you. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a, lucky. It is a, I'll describe it as a manic depressive experience. <laughs> Very true. Without a doubt. Great. Thank yeah. you again, guys. Yeah, thanks. If you want more from Anthony Geo, follow him on Twitter at A-G-I-O-E. As well as you can check him out at UCB Franklin, playing with the great team JV every Friday at 11 p.m. at UCB Franklin. Um, as well as he is a creator and host and performer at Legitimate Goddamn Theater every second Tuesday at 8.30 at UCB Sunset. If you want more from Joe Quazala, his Twitter is at J-O-E-K-J-O-E-K. And you can check out his show, The Wheel Show, every second Saturday at 7 p.m. at Nerd Melt. I definitely encourage you to check out both their shows. They're both great performers, and they both make me laugh a lot. Thank you again for listening to the I Will Watch Anything Once. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Tumblr, as well as Twitter at IWWAO. If there are movies out there that you think I should watch and you'd like me to do so, you can email me at IWillWatchAnythingOnce at gmail.com or send me a direct message on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, any of that, and let me know those movies you'd like me to watch. I'll definitely give them a watch and talk about them on the podcast. Or just tweet at me directly that's fine use the hashtag i will watch anything once also if you're liking the podcast here on boardwalk audio click on the button that says support our artists then go ahead and purchase make purchases on amazon we'll get a slight kickback for that you and you can help us out continue to bring you great podcasts every week so thank you again for listening to i will watch anything once and remember if you haven't seen it once you can't complain Taming the T-Rex is... Um, Denise Richards. Denise Richards and Paul Walker. And a, and, and a dinosaur. And Paul Walker, very early in the movie, uh, he's, I think he's killed, uh, uh, and then his brain is put into a right. T-Rex Fuck, that a right. mad scientist wow. is working on in a, a warehouse. mad scientist played by the Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. That's right. Yeah. Wow. We watched uh, a little so bit he, of that. That one is not as fun as Magnum. I think not, we stopped watching it. There's right. just a there's the one fun part about it that there's two fun parts. Uh, at the beginning, there's a schoolyard fight of Tammy and, the, and Tammy and the T-Rex, and two of the boys in the fight, including Paul Walker, uh, mm-hmm. again inexplicably just grab each other's dicks. Balls, yeah. They just grab each other's dicks and they're just <laughs> squeezing and staring at each other while people in a circle chant and, and holler. 
And then when Paul Walker becomes a dinosaur and his brain's put in a dinosaur, he, he escapes from the warehouse and he tries to use a payphone. <laughs> and do you remember this? They do a close-up shot of the payphone and it's just someone's hand and like a green kind of pantyhose-looking glove trying to like die. Right. I don't remember this. I have very little recollection from when we watched, what, like 20 minutes of Tammy okay. the T-Rex. That's all right. We're not here to yeah. talk about right. Tammy the so, Dinosaur. So- Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.